Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drawing Pen, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and random thoughts that just come to our minds. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised, and I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Oh my god, I've tried so hard, Jacob, I've tried so hard. Yeah, you're very emotional right now. She was watching some stunning jurisdiction taking place, it I guess is what we would say. gripping. It was gripping. Gripping? Yes, it was absolutely gripping. Speaking of gripping, our other co-host is here, and it's Austin. <laughs> oh, your face. Why are y'all making, picking fun at me today? <laughs> no, we're not. Because you're always, segue. you you're are really... always picking on us, so we got to give true. it back. Now the, heel, the reverse heel. Okay, now I'm the face for the rest of the episode. And you guys are the heels. Okay. Wait, that is heel face? I, yeah, I don't right. know. You're saying wrestling terminology, and that's not my area of expertise, so. What is your area of expertise, Alex? Um, What is my area of expertise? I don't know. Being I know what it is. So likable and charming on this podcast. The voice of reason. Sounds like a heel talk to okay. me. Okay. What Jacob, that, please regale me. What what is it? What is my area of expertise? Well, I think your area of expertise is yourself because you know so much about yourself. Do I? So you could tell us about what you yourself did this week with okay. our week talk segment. <laughs> okay. And what is I'm sorry, week Austin, talk? before the podcast, Austin was snapping his fingers at us to hurry up, so I'm trying to move it along just for him. No, no, I'm I'm the face. I I'm not mean at all. Okay. I'm not okay. I'll, on I'm camera, not you're not nice. okay. I'm not I'm not telling y'all what to do. I'm just, I'm here for the ride. Anyway, week talk. What is week talk? Week talk is where we talk about our weeks. Did you say that already? No, that was perfect. That is. We just talk about our weeks. They're so exciting and gripping, as one would say. That's my word of the day, is gripping. I think we should have a word of the day when we do this podcast. Like, what's our favorite word for that day that we record? Hmm. Right anyway. now it's gripping, and uh, yes. Austin will tally the amount of times we say it. <laughs> oh, I've already lost track. <laughs> um. Okay, what did I do this week? Well, today, just before the podcast, I was telling Austin um, and yourself, Jacob, about how I was watching the uh, thrilling celebrity drama that's unfolding with the uh, high-profile Johnny Depp Amber Heard case. So I'm kind of ashamed to admit that and like out loud because... I'm usually, like, all about hating celebrities and why do we put so much stock in celebrities? But I live for the drama. I'm feeling a very, like, living for the drama kind of day. Oh, and then last night I watched the Batman movie, which was very good. The, like, 1981? No, the new one with Robert Pattinson because I'm on a Robert Pattinson. 2022. What? 2022. I'm on a Robert Pattinson kick or something. I don't know why, but... We talked about this last week when we did the podcast when I was watching Twilight and the elephant movie and everything else. It was really good. It was really good. Who's the bad guy in that? I know it's Riddler, right? Riddler. Riddler. Uh, Paul Dano. Oh, I don't know who that is. I didn't know who he was either. I didn't either, but I looked him up after that so I can answer that with a confidence. (laughs) Should have been uh, Jim Carrey. He should have reprised the role. Oh, my God. No, no, no. no. You shut your mouth. (laughs) 
I was trying to remember back because for a, a hot minute there last fall, I think it was, I was watching, I got onto this whole like, I'm going to watch all the Batman movies and the entirety of the Batman franchise because they were all on HBO. And I watched the newest one yesterday and I was struggling to remember the original movies with like Val Kilmer and mm -hmm. Michael Keaton and all that, which were a lot campier and, and more whimsical and cartoonish than this one. This one was, it might have been the best car chase scene I've ever witnessed in a movie. Austin's face. I wish this was <laughs> a visual podcast because that face says disagreement. I think I nearly fell asleep during that car chase sequence. Are you serious? <laughs> I remember thinking during the car chase sequence, God, I <laughs> wish Batman did not have a Batmobile so I didn't have to be watching this car chase sequence right now. Oh my God, I was the exact opposite. I was like, this is so... I was like on the edge of my seat, like <gasps> gasping every single time anything happened. Welcome to Out of the Bat Cave, a Batman podcast. Yeah, right. That's a good... That'd be a good title. I'll have to watch this now just to see the... I'm going to go YouTube the drive scene. It is so good. See whoever, who I fall for. But what is your favorite? You watched all the Batman movies? What's the fave? Um, I'm trying to remember. I watched Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, which is the one with Mr. Freeze? Is it Batman Returns? Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Okay, it's probably Batman and Robin because I can't get over Mr. Freeze. <laughs> yeah, the Arnold... <laughs> With the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Oh, my God. It was so absurd. Yeah. It was absolutely absurd. Maybe that just for the, the absolute insanity of it all. If that was going to be my favorite, it'd be because of Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah. Uma Thurman. It was, yeah, it was Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, right? She right. stole it. I mean, that was great. That alone. I think that alone. Like, Batman, which is the one with Penguin, Danny DeVito and Penguin? Was it Batman Returns? Returns. That was good, too. Clooney. Was that the Clooney one? That was still Keaton. Keaton. Still Keaton. Okay. That was good. That one's good, too. I think that one's up there. I was going to say, I, I like The Dark Knight. I know that's, like, fancy to say, I guess. I'll make it up a word here. But The Dark Knight was by far my favorite one. I saw that one, like, multiple times in the theaters. That was it. That was great. And it's only because of, you know, Heath Ledger, of course. Mm -hmm. But it was phenomenal. If you're talking, like, it's two different styles of Batman. It's, like, the more ridiculous, like, campy, absurd, like, Tim Burton Batman movies. And then... If you want, like, real gritty, like, dark Batman. Yeah. The Dark Knight's really good. I mean, it's a different flavor. Yeah, I like all the serious Batmans. Like, The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, what's his? Uh, Batflack or whatever it is. Ben Affleck as Batman. Batflack. <laughs> I like that. I like Bat those Flack. movies. Batflack. Oh, my God. I liked, oh, that's actually really sad to say. Why? What's sad about the Affleck duck? He passed away. Gilbert Godfrey The duck died? Oh, no, Gilbert that was Godfrey. his oh. voice? Oh, yeah. gosh. I didn't know that was him. Originally. Either. Originally it was. But, oh, um, shoot. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, that was sad. Oh, we mentioned Gilbert Gottfried on the podcast the day before he passed away. I was oh about to text you about that. Like, let's just keep it off the rails here. With Oh, we shouldn't be saying these celebrities then either, should we? I had this conversation with you, Austin, about feeling a disturbance in, like, the universal force or something like that because... I don't know. You think it's, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like literally the day before he, the news came out, we talked about it like on the podcast, like, oh yeah, which he had never come up before. So I think that's really weird. Like coincidentally mentioning that, like, do you think on like a super subconscious microcosmic level that, I don't know, it's super strange. Back to my Batman stuff. I Like I'm almost serious Batman, like the animated Dark Knight Returns, Batflack. 
the Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. That's my, I like those Batman. Those are my Batman. Yeah, my Batman is the Lego Batman movie. With Will Arnett. Yeah, that's the best <laughs> Batman. <laughs> I have not seen it. Oh, it's so good, you guys. I do want to watch Justice League. That's on my list. I'm, I'm getting there. Not the movie, the actual animated Justice League cartoon. That's, that's, that's good. next. I think it's on HBO also. Not the, I feel like we're name dropping a lot of stuff, and this is not about that. We, the only thing we, we plug on this podcast is Pokemon. But <laughs> we have talked about Marvel movies at length. I think it's fair to talk about DC movies. Okay, yeah, yeah. We gotta, you gotta even it out. You can't play a favorite. So that's what I did. That's it? That's everything? Oh, uh, Easter was this past weekend. That's it. That's it. Didn't do anything else. All right. Well, Austin, I'll let you go next. The only thing I'm willing to discuss on the podcast is I also saw the Batman movie <laughs> and did not care for the car chase sequence. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. First of all, I'm very upset because the car chase sequence was fire. Literally, there was fire. But also, what are you not willing to discuss on the podcast? You know what I'm not willing to discuss. Do I? You don't tell me anything. I think you think you tell me stuff, but you don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Jacob, how was your week? I'm okay. So, uh, I'm so curious. I, guess that's, I know, I am too. Now I was hoping he would. He always does that where he like talks like, oh, I can't say it. I can't say it. But then eventually comes out, you know. Was it illegal? Are you under a non-disclosure agreement? No, it was not illegal. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess we'll leave it at that, and I'll take the reins here. You need to come back to it, Austin. Just let us know. We're here to listen. You know he's going to drop it in the middle of the podcast. Like, okay, I can't take it anymore. No, I'm not. This is no, I'm not. <laughs> no, Here's I'm why not. I'm like prolonging when I, before I start my week. I'm trying to... Are we sure we don't? Okay, okay. Yeah, well, my week, enough. I am happy to say that I'm actually an Olympic athlete. Okay, congratulations. Very exciting. Very exciting times for me. Did you get Mario and Sonic at the Olympics? No, 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 no. I did something. This is tangible. This is real life. I am now a curler. Okay. You're an Olympic curler. An Olympic curler. That's right. How much of this is the, is the bullshit and how much is this, like, truth? I'm not on Team USA yet. Okay. Yet. Okay, but I, I I am curling. I went curling this past weekend. How did that come to be? Okay, so you look at TV, and remember, like, Team USA won the gold or whatever. It was, like, in 2018 or something like that. And they were like, oh, look at all these dads. Okay, <laughs> you're both shaking your heads. There was this team, and they all look <laughs> like dads. You know, they don't look like they're in great shape compared to, like, you know, the sprinters or the bobsledders or whatever. But let me tell you something. This is not, like, something you can walk off the street and do. Because I woke up the next day. I'm still sore today. So freaking sore. Your legs... Just get sore. Your abdominals get sore. My shoulders from raking were like killing me. Yes, Alex. Is curling the thing where it's like the long stretch and then the guys shoot the hockey puck thing and then the guys come out with the brushes and they start like brushing? No, it's the um, it's like you have this little like bobsled thing and you have to run like 50 meters and you have to jump on it and then you go down like a ravine kind of thing with a bunch of twists and turns in it. Isn't that just the bobsled? There was a whole Disney movie called Cool Runnings, which we should totally watch as a group project. <laughs> That's John Candy's in that. But yeah, uh, no, it's not that. You're right, Alex. It's like you. It's like cornhole on ice is how I kind of cornhole like, on ice. I talked about it because you got to get these like stones. They're called in the center. They're called. It's called the house, and you got to get the stone in there to score points. So it's kind of like cornhole in that way. Interesting. Who'd you go with? How how'd this happen? Wife and I were looking for something to do. We Googled it, and we were, like, so shocked that this was so close to where we were. Oh, I think I know where it was. Yeah, yeah, you probably knew where it was. It's behind a popular space in the the town. It's kind of hidden away. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, 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 we saw that. (laughs) We saw it, and we're like, 
it's like super cheap to do. You go in there, you in there for about like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. They teach you the game. You get to play it. It was just really fun. It was like this is weird and unique. I never, I never played a sport like this. Playing football, baseball, soccer, rugby, playing all those to go to this. It was, it was an experience. I put it that way. <laughs> A real unique experience. I'm mildly jealous. Like, Jacob, like, me and Austin over here, like, okay, the most, well, I actually, I can't speak for you, Austin, because you have this, like, secret thing that you can't talk about, but I'm like, oh, the most interesting thing I did was watch the Batman movie, and Jacob's over here, I went curly. <laughs> we'll call my segment Life Outside the Walls. I like it. And my segment is called On and On, It's Just Another Brick in the Wall. Oh, my God. Good reference there. But yeah, that's, uh, Fun. that was pretty much, that's pretty awesome. much my week. Yeah, it was super fun. I don't know if there's anywhere near y'all, but if there's one near y'all, check it out. Because you two could both do it. Like, and just go and have fun. Really, it's really fun. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know about no, that. No, 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 no. Uh, Jacob, do you not know the story of that time I went ice skating? Oh, my God. Yes, I do. Yeah. You told it on the podcast before. No, that was rollerblading. This is ice skating. Was oh, this wait, the one with you telling the kids story. to... Telling the kids to like move and they wouldn't move and you like... No, no, that was, that was skates. Okay. This is ice skating. You got to say it now. Did you gore someone with the skates? I was actually able to stand up, but I had to have both my ankles at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> and I was unable to move very fast. And so eventually a child goes past me saying, I'm a little kid and I can do it. Rude. That kid was brave to say something to you like that with something sharp on your person. I was trying to look up and see if there was an actual word for the fear of ice skating because I feel like I have a phobia of ice skating. Or maybe it's just the ice skates. I think I'm just scared of the ice it's skates. It's the blades, yeah. I'm always afraid I can envision this terrible tragedy in my mind where I, like, fall and, like, slice my own jugular vein somehow in the ice skate. That's happened before. I don't know how, but the blade would be at my neck area. That happened but... on a TV before. Oh, my God. In, like, a, in a hockey game. Like, this um, this goalie was standing there trying to defend the puck from coming in, and this guy crashed into him. And I no, guess the way he crashed. stop. Yeah, and then this guy ran out into the ice. Like, the trainer just sprints out there on the ice and, like, pinches the thing in the neck and, Ugh. like, saves his life. It was crazy. I just uh, I just curled this week, and that was fun. So I recommend it for a fun anywhere, any person on the athletic spectrum, any person could Hilarious do it. Hilarious that you would recommend that to no, me in Austin. <laughs> trust me. Just try it if you want to. But um, <laughs> no. But you know what's really kind of funny, though, about ice? <laughs> i know what is funny about ice it uh it reminds me of crystal oh crystal right because you know yeah. the pokemon episode this week because this is a pokemon podcast right is it? yeah when we record on afternoons we just we're just so silly i don't know what it is <laughs> it is episode for this week with the crystal involves a crystal onyx and that's actually just the title of the pokemon episode one of the episodes we're doing this week is the crystal onyx and the second one is in the pink mm-hmm. hmm. which okay y'all do we address that now or later let's wait let's wait we'll okay. address the pink is there later. anything okay. to address are you guys just making something somebody remind me when we get to that point where we're on this episode Let's look up if that phrase meant something different. I already did. You did? Okay, good. Perfect. And the randomizer, I have spoken to it, and it has spoken back to me, and I didn't understand it, so I'd ask it again. And 
Austin is first, followed by Alex, and then myself. Great. Yay. Yay. Hi, me. All right. For the 30-second summary, five, four, three, two, one, go. The twerps find a message in the bottle from a little girl named Marissa that says, help me find the crystal onyx. So they go and they find her and they berate her for littering. But what ends up happening is they meet her brother, Jim, from the office, and they all go off to find a special crystal onyx um, that gives Jim a dissociative episode. And with this strange phenomenon that he's experienced by glaring at the crystal onyx, he now is able to make beautiful crystal figurine art to sell at his stand. The end. Time. <laughs> oh my god. I hope that was like 30 seconds. <laughs> oh my that was god. good. I'm sorry. I feel like it's unprofessional to laugh during the 30 second summaries. This is not a professional production. We are simply having it's fun. It's only what we make of it. Be the change you want to see. Exactly. What an interesting episode, first of all. I've got so many notes. But like Austin said, we're starting out on Lapras because they work Lapras like a dog, making it ferry them all around this island chain. And they're once again riding on Lapras when they come across a message floating in a bottle. Message in oh, a bottle. bottle. Okay, I absolutely so thought of that song. The, yeah, the <laughs> poli- we all did. yeah, the police jumped right in my head. Yep. So this seems like a re- really, really, really impractical way to get somebody's attention to ask this question. Because when they open the bottle up, they discover it's a note from a little girl from Sunburst Island asking if anyone who finds this note knows anything about a crystal onyx. And if so, please see Marissa on Sunburst Island. I feel like there's so many, I mean, I know she's like five, so she's a kid and kids don't really think very far in the future, but it seems really impractical. Like, isn't there like a community board she can like post her letter to or like an online forum or something? I don't no, know. No, this was, this was something the parents said, hey, just put it in the bottle, throw it out in the ocean, somebody will come. And then they just- Well, there aren't, you know, no there parents. are no parents. They're like totally MIA and grandpa's dead. No, this is something she told some random adult. Some random adult was like, eh, just chunk in the ocean. It'd be fine. Yeah. It's like a mailing a letter to Santa. Well, Santa, I mean, pfft, let's not even talk about Santa. Yeah, so luckily for her, the twerps find this bottle and they go to Sunburst Island, which they find is a community full of like artisans and glass blowers, and their whole community revolves around glass and little trinket shops that they sell their glasswares at. This is where the twerps overhear this grown ass man verbally berating this girl about her crummy shop. And that her and her older brother should just close it down because they don't sell anything and he has no talent. This was very realistic and I hated it. (laughs) This is something you could actually walk outside and see. This was awful. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to talk a little bit more about that? What does the old man do? Is he another like glass maker and he's just kind of like mad or pissed? Yeah. He's he's competing with them. He has a shop next door and they're... Um, shitty business makes his business look bad. Are you kidding me? What? That's great. You put the worst thing next to the best thing and that makes you look good. They, that is awesome. Yeah. You know what? Actually, that's a good point. You would think like being next to some sort of rundown like shop that has no business would boost your own image up to say, you don't want to shop at that store. Like my shop, look at all this like choice you have and all these like awesome things you can buy in my shop. Anyway, he spends his time outside in the middle of the street yelling at this poor little girl about how her 
depressed brother is like an idiot who should just close up shop and everything is awful and she should just get out of town because she's a stain on the society that they're selling their wares in i don't know it's horrible put yourself in a bottle and throw yourself out to sea. (laughs) old geezer talking like that do you think that they're actually doing well then like if he's berating them like that do you think like secretly that they're good at this or is this just the old guy a jerk I think he's just just mad for being mad. He's yelling at a little girl. I thought it was some like reverse psychology thing. I don't know. No, I think you're right, Austin. It was really close to, it was too close to real life because I could totally see that happening. Of course, like the twerps run over, you know, Ash and everybody runs over. Like, what's going on here? They handled it really well. They did. They're like, what are you doing? Like, get out of here. And then the old man is like, oh, kids these days. They were all smiles. And is something the problem here, sir? And then as soon as he left and started complaining about the twerps now, they all glared at him. <laughs> Tracy held up an ice skate. It was like, you don't come at me, old man. I think Tracy could throw down, honestly. Do you think he could? I, I could. I, I do think so. You should have drawn like an ugly sketch of the old man and then gave it to him. Well, as we will see, Tracy only draws two things. So they talk to this girl and they discover that she's the girl who sent the message. Her name's Marissa. And her older brother is, she does not run this shop by herself. In fact, her older brother, Mateo, is taking over the shop and he's the one that they should talk to. So they go in and talk to him. And we learn that, as Austin said, they inherited the shop from dear departed grandpa who has sadly passed away. And he was like this master glassblower artisan who could make these really amazing glass sculptures who looked like they were almost going to come alive. And he was inspired by the legendary Crystal Onyx, who apparently lives somewhere on this island. And if only he could catch the Crystal Onyx or see it or whatever, that he'll also become inspired and that they won't end up destitute on the streets because he'll be able to sculpt. <laughs> That's where we're at. I wrote that Mateo slash John Krasinski, circa 2006. <laughs> he, he has that hair, the I hair see, that goes yeah, in the back. The hair. Oh like, my yeah. god, okay, I could totally see it. Okay, I wrote that he is clearly prone to violence, given that no reason. He just starts throwing glassware on the ground oh my God. for oh, it yeah. to shatter everywhere. Like, I'm like, ugh, this is not a good sign. Yeah, he glass, was... too, because then you got to pick it all up, otherwise you're going to cut your feet later. Exactly. You know? I mean, this poor little girl surrounded by dangerous men. Okay. She's the real victim. You're right. But he's having a depress. He's obviously in, like, a depressive state because he's like... I'm never going to be as good as my grandfather and I'm a failure and this stuff I've made is trash. And so he like throws it on the ground and, and I felt really bad for him because he needs to find himself and somebody needs to support him and say that he's worth something or something. I don't know. He has nobody. He has nobody and he's taking care of a little five-year-old girl. And how old do we think Mateo is? Like 16 or something? Well, he's a full grown adult, so probably 13. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. According to Pokemon World Logic. I thought I was thinking like 15, somewhere in there. I mean, I feel like he, there's a lot of pressure on him. He's trying to like raise his sister and, and there's no parents and grandpa's dead and he's trying to make ends meet and it's a very sad situation because apparently there's no welfare in the Pokemon universe, which we've discussed at length before. Anyway, so cut to Team Rocket. They're in the rival glass shop, the guy next door. And they are ooing and awing over the, the glasswares. And I don't understand this part. They're like, ooh, this glassware and this plate are fit for kings and queens. And then they start, like, 
licking them and kissing the plates. Like, what the fuck? You gotta make sure it's authentic. Yeah, you gotta lick the marble and be the marble and all that stuff, right? Exactly. Anyway, so they drop it and they have to pay for it, but they can't pay because they're broke, as we know, and so they have to do manual hard labor to pay off the debt. So they are outside chopping wood. When they overhear the shopkeeper and another shopkeeper talk about the crystal onyx and how the twerps and mateo have run off and stupid kids they're never gonna find this onyx it's just a legend ha ha can you imagine so is like mateo's grandpa he's is he the only one that's ever seen this crystal onyx or has like recorded like its existence or is this this can't be like a widespread island folktale if like mateo's the only one buying into it yeah but tracy knew about it when when they find the message in the bottle tracy's like oh yeah the crystal onyx yeah that's what i'm talking about like obviously (laughs) How well known is this for the people to neglect it? You think there'd be like a big search for it? I, I don't know. Just, okay, Tracy, in the next episode, I made an, a, this exact note for this exact thing because Tracy seemed to have knowledge of stuff that isn't like well known. And I'm like, how do you know this stuff? Like, you know, like he talks about it like, oh, yeah, it's just like the local, like down at the, you know, local watering hole like people just shoot the shit and i just found it out but like apparently this stuff is stuff that he's that nobody really knows about yeah he's like sam tarley in game of thrones (laughs) he just like comes up and just knows a whole bunch of stuff and you're like how the hell did you find that out he just knows right okay i have three theories yes one of them is tracy's from the orange island so he's a local and he knows all the mythology of each location Mm -hmm. my second theory is he has just arrived to the orange islands but before coming here, he made a list of all the weird Pokemon stuff that happens in the Orange Islands. So he was prepared for this adventure because he's a Pokemon watcher and that's what he does. Mm-hmm. My third theory is he has stolen Brock's ability to have knowledge he couldn't possibly have because that is his role in the show. True. He goes a little deeper than Brock, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, probably. That's a good point. I don't know. He's He's got access to the script for the show somehow. Anyway, so they run into the forest and Tracy calls out the super cute Beninat that has the uncanny ability to like have radar vision and find anything based on just seeing it one time. That's OP. This thing is cool and I felt really bad for it and I'll get into this Uh, later, but they show him like they show or her, I don't know, Beninat, him or her. They show it the um, sculpture of the crystal onyx that Mateo's grandfather, yes, Austin, they're going into the forest to find an onyx, and they brought dead grandpa's presumably very precious crystal onyx yes. figurine that he made possibly 80 years ago. Yes. They brought, they brought it with them. Yes. Okay, into the, just wanted to point that out. You gotta, it, crystal's got to get air every now and then, Austin. Otherwise, it, like, rust. <laughs> what am I thinking? <laughs> it would rust, yeah. They just threw it in the backpack. No regard. No packing peanuts or nothing. No. You know, honestly, I thought this episode, like, I forgot this episode entirely. And so I couldn't tell you, like, what was going to happen in it. But I thought one of the major plot points was going to be, like, there was going to be, you know, the visual gag of, like, somebody running into the crystal, like, Grandpa's priceless crystal onyx sculpture. That that's, like, the last memento they have of Grandpa. And it was going to get broken or almost fall to the floor. And Pikachu was going to catch it last minute or something. But it didn't happen. And... Apparently, it's indestructible because they threw it in the backpack and just went traipsing around the woods. Well, they they brought it with them entirely for this brief Venonat sequence. <laughs> I can't think of why else it's why here. Why would they show it to him before they leave? Right? Would that have, would That's that have a good question. Would that have interfered with its ability? No. Or 
Not they just wanted to go. I don't know. That, you know what? Honestly, Jacob, that's a really good question. They could have easily just said, here, Ben and Nat, look at this thing here and see if you can see anything that looks like that. Exactly. Then you may have found an easier trek to get to the onyx instead of having to go to this barrier that we're about to see. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't have had to, like, fuck around in the woods for God knows how long trying to figure this out. Anyway, so they show Venonat this sculpture, and Tracy says, verbatim, find something that looks like this, and shows it to him, and Venonat does exactly fucking that. He finds something exactly that looks exactly like that, which happens to be a rock formation from some fallen rocks that happen to look the exact same way as this snaky looking onyx sculpture. And Tracy is a complete butthole and says, Venonat, you let me down. That's not the crystal onyx. Get back in your ball. Right? And I was like, fuck you, Tracy. That was all, yeah. God damn, he did exactly what you wanted to and it still wasn't good enough. This is where it gets really interesting because I don't think we've seen, well, aside from, and I'm sure Austin, you can tell us because you might have some um, meta knowledge or whatever about the new Pokemon that we see for the very first time. I'm pretty sure it's the very first time. And it's Meryl. Ta-da! Meryl. I mean the movie. Where? Well, in the peak. Well, if you didn't see the movie, I'm talking about just the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So is this the first, this is the first time we've seen it in the show? In an episode, yes. yes. Which is very exciting because there's a lot of like Pika Blue stuff that I'm sure was like flying around during this time. I think I remember watching this on TV and thinking like, "Oh, Tracy has a Meryl. I guess Meryl's not that special then." Oh, no, you did really. <laughs> Oh my god. I think so. Oh. That third protagonist, Austin, you always have it against them. Brock, Tracy. Let's see if this continues. Well, it's like, well, how many times did we see fucking Zubat? We're never going to see Meryl, I guess. They did Zubat really dirty. Well, I guess, well, we don't, we're not supposed to know. I was going to say it gets better later, but we don't know that yet. We don't. Jacob, any thoughts on Blue slash Meryl? I think as a little kid, I thought this was like Pikachu, just like a water form. Like, I thought we had like a Eevee thing going on here. A water stone? Yeah, kind of thing going on. But I was an ignorant little kid. But Meryl, I like, I like, Mer- I think the way it says his name is really kind of cute. Yeah. Other than that, I'm just like, a. I think I was with Austin. This is just another Pokemon. Yeah. You know, and honestly, I was kind of really... Their whole reaction, like the Twerp's reaction to Meryl was really underwhelming because this is this supposedly is a Pokemon that shouldn't even exist, considering the fact that <laughs> Professor Oak has brainwashed everyone into thinking there's only 150 Pokemon. So where, what the hell is this and where did it come from? But we don't talk about that at all. Nobody reacts. I think it's because they're like us. They're like, oh, it's just a Meryl. They don't think too much of it. But they literally, okay, this is where, I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on my soapbox again. Oh, about how is there no communication? Like, how the hell could Professor Oak ever say there's only 150 Pokemon? Like, th- it's impossible. Like, he he talks to the other professor. Like, he, he has to know. And nobody says anything. Nobody says anything. Like, oh, my God, what is that? They're trying to keep it a secret so kids don't go to exploring. And Ash is the one that breaks it. <laughs> <laughs> they just want him to know, know what they know. It's like uh, the giver. I think Oak is like the giver or something. He has all this widespread knowledge. He just doesn't tell oh, it. Gosh. Oh, my God. Alex, you are so hung up over the... I think officially we have now retconned the 150. I know. I'm so... It's gone. It's gone. It's dead. I know. It just bothers me. You know, I get obsessive about the dumbest shit. Anyway, so nobody reacts. Well, I guess that's not entirely true. Misty says, aw, cutie, or something. And then 
we've moved on. So Meryl leads them to the beach. Because Tracy has a, has a recording of an onyx oh, on right. a recorder yes. that he has. Yes, somehow. Which, well, I guess it's probably just a generic onyx noise. Yes. What is Meryl's ability here? It hears the noise and then can track the noise. Yeah. Is this like canon? I mean, are there like Pokedex entries from the games that say that Meryl can do these kind of things? It's it's ultra. What is it? What do dolphins have? Echolocation. Echolocation. Yeah, it's like that. Well, all the Dex entries I see say its oil-filled tail acts like a life preserver that prevents it from drowning. So apparently Meryl would fucking drown without that tail. Do you think it oozes ink like when it gets in trouble? Ew. God, I hope not. Yeah, it's oil-filled. That's all they say. It's nothing about radar hearing. What about Azumarill? Um, this text entry says, Azumarill is fucking ugly and no one should <laughs> like it. Damn. Harsh. All it says is, oh yeah. By keeping still and listening intently, it can tell what is in even wild, fast-moving rivers. So yes, that is canon. Okay. Is that Meryl or Azumarill? Azumarill. Okay. Regardless, they use it and it points them to this island off the coast. This part is really fucking strange, but suddenly the the sea parts, like it, they're like in the Bible and the Red Sea and all that. Happy Passover! <laughs> The sea parts suddenly, and they can suddenly walk to it because there's a sandbar bridge, and now they can just easily walk over to this island where the onyx lives. Conveniently. Is this supposed to be like the tides are lowering, and they timed it just right where the sandbar unveils, or is it just like they were supposed to be here, the Pokemon gods set a path for them? It was definitely Pokemon gods. Which Pokemon god was it this time? Was it Kyogre? Yeah. No, it was Groudon trying to get rid of that damn water. I don't know, but we get some really weird, to your point, Jacob, some really weird explanation. Like, I don't know. This part kind of seems strange because it didn't seem like the dialogue fit the lip flaps. But like Mateo kind of says, I guess the water, like the tides went down and we can walk there. I don't know. It was super strange. And then as they're running across, they throw in some dialogue. The little girl's like, oh, some seashells. And then Misty's like, oh, yeah, we can pick them up on the way back if we come back. What the? What was that? Misty's just like, I hope we don't die. Yeah. Well, she probably gets berated every day. Of course, she's going to have like a defeatist attitude. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of fatalistic anyway. Um, they come across, oh, Team Rocket traps them in a f- trap. Then there's some shenanigans happening where they get out of the trap, but then Team Rocket has trapped themselves in their own traps. I don't know. Yeah, this is shenanigans ensues. Yeah, shenanigans. Not to give an entire play-by-play, but I guess it comes up later because there's a there's a funny joke that comes up later. But they get to the cave. It's a cave full of crystals, and then they see the onyx, which is a special onyx that's entirely made out of crystal. I don't know what is the implication here that onyx is an entirely different type altogether because what they try to battle it and water attacks do nothing. But it's weak against fire attacks. Which is very yes. interesting. What type? Ice? Was that ice type? Yeah. So what are you guys' thoughts on this? Because it, the implication to me seems that it's an entirely different type. Or an undiscovered type, maybe. I don't know. I think it's an un, it's an unclassified regional variant. Of which there is one. I think they were going... That's exactly what I was thinking for Austin. I also think they were going for elements. If a Pokemon's in another element for too long, it can affect their type or something like that Mm. like if they originally were you know maybe a a fire but they get trapped in a snowstorm and they live there for a long time maybe the climate causes them to evolve and to like have snow 
mechanics or be like a snow type or whatever. Not a snow type, but you know what I mean, ice type, whatever. That's kind of like Darmanitan. I mean, Darmanitan was fire, and then it, the newest version is what, ice? That's interesting. That is interesting. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I was like, ooh, what if it's a different type altogether? Crystal type. Crystal type. Crystal type. I wonder, do you guys think we'll get a new type ever added? I mean, we we had fairy as the most recent new type. Do you think we'll ever get another one? You're just going to get blending, I think, from now on. Just like, like you know, they do like, you know, water fire type. You're going to get weird. Like one Pokemon as soon will be every single type. They probably already have one like that. But Ooh. that's what you'll probably get more just blending and odd combinations of type variants. Mm, Arceus is kind of like that with the plates. And the new Legends Arceus, spoilers, they give it a new plate that allows it to change form mid-battle. Interesting. So it's always resistant against what it's being attacked with. That's kind of cheating. Well, it's God. God can do what God wants. Okay, true. Also, I don't know if we want to like, okay, this is complete like speculation. And I don't even know. I'm kind of hesitant to even say it because it has to do with the new games and the potential speculative leaks. Which, okay, you know what? Maybe it's not even a bad thing to say it because it's all speculation. It's way too early. I don't think there's any merit to it. I don't think it's true. You know, there's a new gimmick in every generation, right? Z moves and and the Dynamaxing and the Mega Evolution. There's always something, right? Mm-hmm. The thing you sent me earlier, Austin, was like the new gimmick somebody was saying was you can swap types. Like that's, oh, that's the kind, new that's thing. That's fun. That's a fun idea. Yeah. Ooh, that makes me think of Delta Species from the trading card game. That was fun. What is that? I don't. I'm not familiar. There's like a whole mythology. Huh. There was some sort of like radiation area in the Holon region or some <laughs> bullshit. And so a lot of Pokemon had different types than they usually do. And a lot of them were steel type or I guess a metal energy type or whatever. Look it up. It's a thing. Interesting. We'll have to do some homework. What is the supposed thing that like in the game that makes them be able to change type? Is it like something you hold? Do you like put on an ankle bracelet this time and it beeps and your Pokemon <laughs> just changes types or something? Are we, are we that far gone with it? I think it's just a 4chan rumor. <laughs> a 4chan rumor? Let's revisit this episode in six months or whenever the game comes out and see how, if at all, how right we were. I'm sure it's something like that. I'm sure it's probably a lot like Mega Evolution where you get like a crystal bracelet shit thing and then you can switch out the crystals and it changes the types. I don't know. You do some weird dance and it becomes a fire, becomes ice, whatever. Honestly. You twerk and it becomes a fairy type. It's great. So Team Rocket appears again and they fight them again because we got to have team rocket in every episode fucking shit up mateo uses so cloister doesn't work poor cloister and so he uses his charmeleon yay yay which actually listens to a trainer for once unlike ash's charmeleon who's a little shit Good redemption for charmeleon right we needed it mm-hmm. i'm so glad we got this comeback episode for Charmeleon. can be an effective pokemon yes and mateo also misnames fire spin when he calls it ember but i'm pretty sure it was a fire spin and lights the onyx on fire and this is where we get our weird trippy austin how did you describe it in your your 30s like a dissociative episode yeah moment where um well actually it reminded me of Yu-Gi-Oh a lot okay when when yugi used his like mind ability on kaiba kaiba Kaiba. that's what i I thought of that (laughs) Mm mm-hmm I don't know. I was kind of, I got like a Requiem for a Dream type, like weird fucking moment where. What? I don't know. It was so weird. I was like, it was like when it was Mateo 
looking at Onyx and then his like it would zoom into his eyeball and then Onyx would be in the eyeball and then it would zoom into Onyx and Mateo would be there and then it was back into his eyeball and it was so weird. What were they on? Was it heroin in Requiem for a Dream? Something. I don't know. I can't remember. LSD? LSD? Was it LSD? The hallucination aspect of it, maybe. I've never even seen this. I'm just guessing. I saw saw Requiem for a Tuesday. What is that? It's the thing that Ben White makes in Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. That's the only Requiem for anything I'm... I know love. It was heroin. I knew it. Anyway, it was really weird and trippy, and it goes on for several seconds, which I guess they were trying to fill time because it just kept going on and on. Mateo's inspirational moment, he gets his mojo back and suddenly is able to not be depressed and carry on his grandpa's legacy. Hooray! Yay! And Ash says, why don't you catch it? And then Mateo's like, nah, I already got my inspo. And then... Onyx disappears, never to be seen again. Now, how old is this Onyx? Because his grandpa saw it when he was a young man. How long has it been inspiring people from this cave lake? I don't know. We'd have to, like, catch it and then cut a piece off and count the rings inside of it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, Team Rocket was planning to do that, because doesn't Meow say something like, we can make all kinds of shit out of this Onyx, <laughs> like... He wanted a new charm. Yeah, he wanted to, like, kill it and chop it up. Well, Jessie just wanted a necklace, but she wanted the necklace to be the entire onyx. That big? Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine wearing an onyx around your neck? So cold. So that's practically it. Ash gets a cute little crystal Pikachu memento. Oh, you forgot the part where they walk outside the island and they get halfway across the sandbar and the sea crashes into them. (laughs) Destroying Grandpa's onyx figurine. I forgot about that part. Sorry. Requiem for an onyx. <laughs> Ooh, is that the episode title? Yes. I think so. I think, I we, think we just found it. Take a good job. <laughs> I love it when we can get it like in the episode because I think last last episode we really struggled with the name. What would what what was the final decision? It was your decision. Wave ride like the wind, comma bullseye. Okay. Do you know how I came up with that? Real quick. How? Toy Story two. No, I wasn't. It wasn't even that. I was watching School of Rock. And the lady who does the voice of Jesse is in that movie, but she only does Jesse's voice in one spot in the movie. And it's something I think Jesse says in the movie. So I, th- I heard her say, you th- do the Jesse voice. And I was like, there we go. And then I think that's when I like texted you or whatever. You texted us right at that moment. It was, it was weird timing. Yeah. So that was the end. I don't know. Overall. I thought it was a good episode. Weird, but good. I forgot completely. These two episodes that we're doing, I did not ring a bell. The Jim and the last one did, but not these. Not at all. Okay, these episodes I actually remembered really well. <laughs> because when I think of Orange Island's like, filler episodes, I think of these two episodes specifically. Really? Yeah, because they're the first two, and because I feel like they're very evocative of like, What's in the Orange Islands? Weird stuff. Weird Pokemon. <laughs> Onyx made a crystal. All the Pokemon are pink. Why the fuck not? It's Orange all the, Islands. It's all a question mark. Anything's on the table. I actually prefer I think it's cool. I mean, we get some weird stuff. Like, let the writers stretch their creative muscles and do something different. I'm here for it. So are we. I also think I was still on my, like... <gasps> Orange Islands, it's exciting and new. So I was like really like making sure to catch every episode. <laughs> you were just happy it was keep going, yeah. I think right after this, my interest tapers off. When okay. you became old and, and jaded and yeah, life got to you. Or probably it became to be summer, so I was too busy on weekends to watch TV. Sure. Cool deal. I guess, yeah, that wraps up uh, the Crystal Onyx. 
guess now we can move on to our most valuable player and our least valuable player and the quote that had the most impact on us. Austin, you're first, followed by mm-hmm. myself, and then Alex, you're going to wrap us up. Okay. My MVP is going to be Staryu for basically taking care of Team Rocket single-handedly. Because <laughs> Pikachu shocked them and the Crystal Onyx knocked them out of the cave later. But Staryu did the bulk of the work, I think. So MVP for Staryu. I was honestly, my my mind went straight to you, Austin, when Misty was able to call out Staryu without being interrupted by Gold, or Gold Duck, Sign Duck. <laughs> in this episode, she wasn't in, interrupted yes, by Yes, in this episode. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yay, Staryu gets its chance to sort of shine, which then made me feel bad for Starmie, which made me sadder when we get to the next episode. But Okay. My LVP is Tracy for berating his cute little Venonat like that. That was not cool, Tracy. Mm-mm. Yep. My quote, I'm going to take the good one. Damn it. Which is Misty saying, why don't you just pretend you're a tree and leave? To which James replies, ooh, funny. Who told you that one? Professor Oak. <laughs> yeah. Your turn, my right? Turn. Yeah, my turn. I was bringing up my notes here. They were not loading oh, okay. for some reason. So for my... MVP, I'm going to give it to Charmeleon. Oh, good choice. Redemption, I guess. He deserved it. All right. And my LVP is, I'm going to give it to the old man, the obvious one here. God damn it. Both yeah, of you. Yeah. Both of you. Oh, man. Oh, God. Now I have to think of something else. Oh, okay. My quote is kind of the exchange that they have and the old man's glass shop, whatever that Pokemon, or not the Pokemon, but like Team Rocket has. Mm-hmm. Where they're talking about like, oh, this plate is fit for a king. And, oh, these glasses are fit for a queen. I just thought that f- was funny. And that there weren't <laughs> many quotes that really had much of an impact on me. So I thought I was like, oh, that's funny Team Rocket fashion. I'm going to give my MVP to Beninat. Oh, Beninat, okay. because it was so cute. And it did exactly as it was told. And then it got berated for that. And so I felt like Beninat did not deserve it at all. I really hate that, too, because that's probably the most useful ability that out of all of them between Misty, right? Ash, and Tracy, that's probably one of the best abilities to have. If they separated and they got lost from each other. Right. I mean, like, okay, they show him a, a statue. I mean, they don't even show him, like, an actual Pokemon or anything else. Like, hey, see that Pokemon over there? Like, find me one like that. Like a bloodhound or something. Like, they give him the scent and, like... They're like, find me this thing that looks exactly like this. And he does. On a whole entire island, somehow he's able to find a rock formation that looks exactly like the statue. Quick, too. Yeah. Like really quick. And the, the thing's not even to scale. So the thing no. doesn't have to be to scale for him to find it. So he just knows. You show him a little Onyx picture, he knows you're talking about the big regular Onyx. So I, crazy. You know what? This Venonat, you're right, Jacob. You're right. This Venonat is way more OP than we give it credit for, like... Imagine if Tracy, the evil you could do with a Pokemon like that. Good thing Tracy's a good guy. Imagine if it was in a good trainer's hands. So, okay. So, Venonat MVP, LVP. Ugh. I am really struggling. Oh, I know. I know. I'm going to give it to Mateo. Yeah, that's a good one. Because he had a depressive episode and he was like throwing glass all over the place. And he has a little like kid sister who is highly impressionable and easily scared. And he's being very irresponsible acting like that when he should be setting a good example for her so good pick. shame on you mateo quote i'm gonna give it to the part where team rocket appears after having escaped 
from their own traps. And Misty says, I don't get it. How did you three escape? And James says, that is a secret you will never know. And Jesse says, the writers can't eat, figure it out either. Breaking the fourth wall. Yep. So does that wrap that up? Are we ready to move on to the next episode? I believe so. All right. The next episode is In the Pink. And we're going to keep it professional here and not make any jokes. Um, no, we're not. Um, <laughs> vagina, vagina, vagina. <laughs> yep. Okay. In the Pink, according to Google, means in very good health and spirits. I've never heard that before ever. No, me either. Well, I guess it's like, you know, when you go to the dentist and they're like, you re- you want like really pink gums, like the pinker your gums are, the healthier they are. Is that like a thing that happens at the dentist? <laughs> yeah. I think it's just an archaic idiom that no one uses anymore except uh, for four kids because they wanted to get a vagina joke through no, the sensors. It's about the gum, <laughs> the gum lines. You want those pink gum lines. You want the rescinding molars to have a sharp descending pink as they go up towards your uh, top of your mouth. Yes, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Who's got the pinkest gums? Flesh Not me. Not me. Mine are like purple. Mine look like tar. Purple? Ugh. Okay, I feel bad because I just went to the dentist. I did too. <laughs> Although, I guess maybe, I don't know. They didn't tell me I needed to floss more, so I feel like that's a win. Wow, yeah, holy cow. That's me amazing. They didn't tell me to floss more. They just said, okay, just remember to keep flossing. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Will do. High five, Austin. Woo. Woo. That was my high five noise that I made. Good deal. Yay for positive dentist reports. I'm shocked. I didn't say mine was positive, though, oh. because I have little holes appearing in my molars. Holes? They think it might be because of gastric reflux. Oh. Hmm. Well, it's not a cavity, so that's a win. I think they're technically cavities. So do you Acidic have to cavities. get crowns or something? Or Not yet. Okay, that's enough dental yeah, talk. You could um, give us an update next week, Austin, about your... your <laughs> I'm not going to know. Give us an dentist. update on the state of your teeth. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have dreams tonight of my teeth falling out. Ugh. Oh, stop it. Now you're going to set off a chain reaction. Or oh, they go real God. soft, and every time you chew, they peel off like gum. Uh. That's not. I've never had that one before. Oh. This reminds me of the worst dental dream I had, and I think we talked about this not too long ago, but off podcast. The dream I had where not just like one tooth or whatever fell out, but like my entire tooth in like a singular entity, like a denture, and all my teeth fell out at one time, and it was fucking horrible. Oh, that sounds bad. Yeah. Usually mine, like I start with one coming out, and then they they start to come out more rapidly until they're all out. That's more normal than having your whole like jaw fall off. Do you have anxiety dreams, Jacob? Not that I can think of. I think I've... I probably definitely have, but none in the recent future that I can't remember. The recent future. <laughs> yep. I've been having the same stupid dream where I'm back in school and it's finals week and I have not been attending classes the entire semester and so I'm going to fail the class and I, and I can't even remember my schedule anymore. I've been having the same stupid dream for the last three or four years, every night. You got to go back to school then. That's what you got. No, do. I don't. You gotta face no, your fear. I don't. You got to face your fear. Well, what's funny is it's always a different level of schooling. I could be in college. I could be in high school. I could be in kindergarten. You got to hit them all then. You got to go to college. You got to go to your kindergarten class. You got to go to your middle school. You got to you got to hit them all. And recently there's been a development where I'm still a 30 year old man in second grade. <laughs> all right. Billy Madison. Is that Billy Madison? 
It's like 22nd Jump Street or something going on there. <laughs> this is our new student. I mean, I couldn't look any older than fucking, what's his name, Magic Mike. Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum in that movie adaptation. Or Matthew McConaughey. Was Matthew McConaughey in that movie? He's a Magic Mike. Oh, no, I meant Channing Tatum no. in 21 Jump he Street. He was the, if I remember correctly, because it's been several years, he was like the male stripping, like, mentor guy that, like, Channing... He was, like, the manager yeah, or some like, shit. Channing Tatum had to, like, learn from or whatever. No, because Channing Tatum was already a stripper. Fuck, I don't remember. It's been, like, okay, 10 okay, years. Okay, okay, okay. In, wait the, minute, pink, wait in the pink, wait in the wait, pink. Wait a minute. You, um, you said you've been having crazy dreams, right, Austin? Yes. You know what's not a crazy dream? Seeing pink Pokemon. Oh, but uh, Austin, can't you tell us about that one dream you had about Tracy? I can tell the Tracy dream. (laughs) It's Pokemon related. Okay. Okay. The dream was. It's my favorite. Is this recent? What? No, this was a long time ago, but I remember it vividly. I'm in my parents' backyard for some reason. Oh, my God. And then I look up, and there's Popeye the Sailor Man. And (laughs) he is in a disagreement with Tracy Sketchit from Pokemon. And so Popeye is really mad, so he punches Tracy and kills him. So Tracy (laughs) falls to the ground dead, but he doesn't remain Tracy. He becomes my copy of the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl video game soundtrack. (laughs) And the jewel case is cracked along the front because Tracy has died and turned into it. That's the dream. What are, what are you smoking? What were you smoking back in the day? Damn, dude. That is something else. That was so weird that I woke up and I was like, I'm going to store that one in a long-term memory. I can't even tell you, Jacob, how many times that dream has come up in conversation over the many years that I've known Austin. It constantly comes up. (laughs) Constantly. (laughs) You know what? I'm so glad that we have finally have a platform to share that dream with the world. Or actually maybe like the 13 listeners that we have. Hey, we're up to 22 listeners. Oh my god, what? This is a new development. Welcome new listeners. I'm so excited. Welcome. It's for moments like this that our listenership keeps going up. So keep yes. bringing it, Austin. Keep doing what you're doing with the craziness. This is how we celebrate our 50th episode. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I'm so glad. So pink Pokemon are not a dream? They're not is that a right? dream. That's right. Okay. They're in the episode in the pink Pokemon, which you're about to summarize here. Okay. Let it, the dream fade away. And we can talk about it in five, four, three, two, one, go. Lapras and the twerps nearly drown in a whirlpool, and Ash particularly is knocked out, but Tracy doesn't care because he sees a sheer cliffside, and that means they're on Pinkin Island, which is so exciting because no one's ever been on Pinkin Island. They go up a cliffside, and they find a Rhyhorn, and it's pink, and then Togepi's like, oh no, it's gonna kill us! So Togepi teleports them out of the way and kills the Rhyhorn instead, and Officer Jenny's there, and all the Pokemon on the island are pink, and Team Rocket wants to steal them. Then there's a Nidoking, and Togepi beats the Nidoking too. And Misty's like, it can lose moves! And and Tracy's like, no, it can't. (laughs) And then Tracy turned into a CD. (laughs) And then Tracy got killed by Popeye the Sailor Man, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Orange Islands, anything can happen, right? Anything goes. In the summary of this episode, I'm going to be talking, and if I just random start laughing, <laughs> it's because I'm just thinking about it. It's so wild. That's my first time ever hearing you tell say that. That is... Oh. It comes up a lot. I can't believe you never heard that one I before. never have. Oh, my God. I don't ever let it die. I bring it up constantly. All right. So, oh, anyway, um, in the stink, 
Pokemon episode. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it professional. <laughs> Did you say that this podcast was rated E at the beginning? I think I did. did. I did. I, okay. I did. Also, the E on the podcast app gives it away, too. But Right. Okay. I like to explain my reasoning. My thought process is before we started recording this podcast, it was like, should we be E for explicit or should we be friendly for children? Because children like Pokemon and they're probably going to download this. And these two were like, absolutely not. We got a curse. And now I'm the one who curses the most. So I was like, okay, we got to make sure you say E for explicit every episode, just in case. We wanted to set you free, Austin. That's why we did it. Thank you. We wanted to set you free. Untethered. You know, honestly, I was thinking that to myself just earlier because I'm like, I'm dropping the F-bomb a lot. Is it overkill? Do we do that too much? I don't know. E for explicit. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, True. It's an empty canvas. You just got to paint it. Jacob curses the least. You're right. You know what? Honestly, it's true. But the kids these days, they've heard it all. They're used to it. So it's all good. It's all good. But you know what's not all good is Togepi, and that's what we're talking about to start off with. The focal point at the beginning of the episode is Togepi, because Togepi does not know any moves, and Tracy's upset to, about Misty, or Misty not teaching any moves here. I agree. You agree that he should know moves by this point? I mean, it's just there for cuteness. I think at this point, Pokemon Gold and Silver are, like, well along in development, and so they know how breeding works at this point. So they're like... Oh, shit. Shouldn't Togepi have attacks? And so I think this is where this element's coming into play. Yeah, well, we highlight it for a reason, so mm-hmm. that's a good point. Side note real quick. The Generation 2 Pokedex, because that's where we're at, it only can learn Growl, Charm, Metronome, Sweet Kiss, Encore, Safeguard, and Double Edge. That's a lot of moves. So I guess we're at the Metronome level, which it learns at level 7. I believe it's level 7 by this point. Yeah. Fun fact. It's beat the shit out of Pikachu so many times. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, Misty says that she tried to, like, teach it headbutt, which I wish we would actually have seen. That would have been pretty fun. We did see it. Well, I can't learn headbutt, so Misty's efforts are wasted. Misty needed Bulbapedia. Apparently. Actually, I was looking on Cerebi, so. Misty needed Cerebi. Misty did need Cerebi. I forgot. Yeah, we do see her, like, try to conk her head up against it. We have, like, a whole flashback to Kanto. Oh, we do? I, I breezed over that part. My fault, then. She was trying to teach it by, like, she set up a stick in the ground or whatever, and she's like, here's how you headbutt, and she was, like, banging her head into the stick, and then somehow knocked herself out. After that flashback, though, our Lapras suddenly gets sucked into a whirlpool. The twerps actually survive here, and then we land on, Austin was saying, it's called Pinkin Island, which is known for being super secret and nobody really knows what Pokemon live there. So I assume this is like the Bermuda Triangle aspect of the Orange Islands that we're at now. I disagree because apparently this makes no fucking sense because Tracy seems to know everything about Pinkin Island and that it's a place where pink Pokemon live because there's like magical berries and like it's a place where nobody can get to because it's, you know, sheer rock faces and whirlpools all around it. But later on, we hear from Professor Oak that the whole world doesn't know about Pinkin Island except for a select few researchers and police officers. So this is fucking bullshit. So how does Tracy know all this stuff? Y'all are tripping. Tracy clearly says he doesn't know what is on the island. Did he? And when they see the pink Rhyhorn, he's like, oh my god, I'm the first person to ever see this. Okay, maybe I'm just like angry and trying to like invent shit that didn't happen. <laughs> Did y'all even Pokemon the series? Do you even? Did we even watch this episode? No. A little bit, a little bit here and there. The all-knowing Tracy 
either knows everything about this island or he knows nothing about okay, this island. Okay, but st- no, you know what? Honestly, my point still stands because he knows about Pink and Island. So if he knows about it or the existence of it, how come it's not more widespread? I'd, I'd... Checkmate Austin. Austin has no So there's words. a pink Rhyhorn. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. See, I was right. Oh, yeah. Well, we land on the shore, and we do climb up. Uh, we scale this giant wall full of rocks and branches, and I don't know what how tall this thing is, but it's like the wall in Game of Thrones. How are they all, like, free climbers all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. They free climb, I don't know how far, huge wall of dirt, <laughs> rocks, sand, trees, anything that could slip easily and you fall to your death. Tracy stomps on Ash's face at one point, on purpose. On purpose, that's right. <laughs> he, does it, he, looks behind, he looks behind him, makes eye contact with Ash, and then boots him in the face. There we go. He does! Yeah, he does. I'm not kidding, that's what he does. Anyway, we scale the wall, we get to the top, and there is a Rhyhorn up there that is indeed pink. It's pink. It's, oh my uh, god. Yeah, it's pink. Oh my god, yep. It's a new type, or is it a region variant? We don't know just yet. And because we don't know just yet, Tracy says, I'm going to get closer to it, and I'm going to draw it. Yeah, because I'm a watcher, and that's what we do. We draw it, and we're so knowledgeable. I'm sorry. I'm having a real problem with Tracy this episode. Go for it. I'm upset. I'm upset because Tracy is annoying me because it's a pink Rhyhorn. It's not like (laughs) it's a regional variant. It's just an alternate color. And he draws in black and white. So what the fuck? He takes pencil catches. He, and he, he, sketches he, it he with, takes with, it back and he says, I saw a pink Rhyhorn and holds up the picture. <laughs> like, but, but how would you know that? Like, it's a, it's a lead pencil drawing. It's a, it's a graphite drawing. It's black and white. It's. He just draws pink in the corner. He just writes, it was pink. Does he color it later or what? Because I feel like if he showed it to somebody later on and said here's this sketch i did of a pink rhyhorn they'd be like how do we know that you just didn't draw a rhyhorn like it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter has tracy heard of the new technology known as a kodak disposable camera no that's snap's job oh where the fuck is that yeah we this is the snap return episode we should have had fucking todd snap on the fucking twerps (laughs) jesus it doesn't make sense he's got all these like high-tech binoculars and like this Whatever gizmo that he uses to, like, look at it and, like, measure its dimensions from afar. But then he draws it and it's just a graphite drawing. It's wasted. It's wa- The fact that you saw it, that it's pink, I mean, it's wasted in this drawing. The drawing's pretty good. Like, he actually does draw pretty well. Like, it yes. looks like a Rhyhorn. But this is something like a, three- a three-year-old would do and be like, Oh, I want to color it pink because I like pink and I want to be myself. So, you know, I mean, there's no... <laughs> He could just be a liar. Exactly. He could just be a liar and say, I saw this pink whatever, and there's no way to prove him wrong or right. Had Titanic the movie recently (laughs) come out in Japan, and they were inspired by Leonardo DiCaprio's character for Tracy? Wait, is this like real life? Oh. No, I don't know. I'm just wondering. I'm speculating wildly. There is a lot of ships involved. (laughs) There's a lot of sea travel, (laughs) like ocean travel going on. Okay, hold on. Now I'm so curious. Tracy does look like a young Leo. No, he doesn't. Does he really? Yeah, he does. He looks like uh, he looks like the what's that Johnny Depp Leo movie where like Leo's Gilbert Grape? What's eating the grapes of wrath? Oh, what's eating Gilbert Grape? That's right. We've had a discussion about the grapes of wrath and Gilbert Grape on this podcast before. (laughs) We have full circle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have. Yeah. Okay, just a side note. I'm sorry, Jacob. We keep like jumping and interrupting you. No, it's more fun than the episode. 
Titanic was released in Japan in 1990, or according to Google, December 20th, 1997. That's when it came out here. So it was international release. Okay. But then it also says 1st November 1990. Okay, I don't know. I'm just going to say December. In 97. So when did this episode air? Later. Much later. It has not. Okay, there's no co- coincidence here. There's nothing to do with Titanic. Well, it does have a little bit to do with the Titanic because just like the Titanic, our tropes disappeared thanks oh to my God. <laughs> Togepi's metronome that would get out of nowhere. Togepi, oh my God, Togepi knows. Togepi knows metronome. And the twerps just vanished like the Titanic, and they I, they teleport like three feet to the right, and the right horn keeps charging, and then falls off the cliff, and it lands on a little I'm tree s- kind of thing i'm yeah, sorry Alex. did you did you mention the fact that it the reason why it was charging was because ash oh, yes. was a little shit and provoked it ash poked the bear and got it pissed and then it ran after him yeah, yeah. that's right that's one of my many many quotes for this episode because i took maybe 15 quotes for this episode really Good. all right you have a lot of choice Good. okay so the right horn falls it's landing on like this it's hanging on barely but this little tree that's poked out of the wall that we just scaled Jenny shows up. We get a Jenny here. The light mm. blue Jenny variant comes, and she kind of <laughs> gives him a little oversight or overview of the island that it's actually like a reserve area for Pokemon. So this is not like the old one that we got. This is a cooler, better one maybe that no one knows about, but people know about. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. What do you guys think of this Jenny since she's always a topic for discussion? I will note her plan to save the Rhyhorn was to... Have Tracy and Ash scale down the cliff, secure the Rhyhorn with ropes, <laughs> which she then trusts them to do by themselves, and then she's going to press reverse on her Jeep and pull it back up. Yes. Which I looked it up, and Rhyhorn's only 254 pounds, so, like, not that difficult. Uh, What weighs more, Onyx or Rhyhorn? I think, didn't we decide Onyx weighed like 500 or something? They got the they got the weight wrong on the card, though. The weight's like 150 pounds or something. Or oh, this, Jesus. This thing is huge. <laughs> you know, what is, what is Rhyhorn's weight? It's, we got to compare now. Oh, yes. I apologize. Onyx weighs 463 pounds. Somehow, it's 28 feet long, but weighs only 463 pounds. Rhyhorn, what'd you say? Rhyhorn? 254 uh yes so yeah jenny's jeep could easily handle that yeah to put in the right gear it could and also like yeah our twerps scale down the wall but that's a good thing it's reasonable to ask the twerps to do that because if they can scale up it they can scale down it because she realized mm-hmm. that they had to climb up it to get there so they can easily and going down is always easier than coming up so i was most concerned about them tying the right horn in, into secure place you didn't um well tracy was an eagle scout Oh, that so he's an expert at knot tying. So right. oh, okay, great. So that's how this all worked out. She, Tracy, bragged about being Eagle Scout. Jenny says, "Scale down the wall, tie it up, and we'll get out with my Jeep." Flash forward to the next scene. Our villains are here. Team Rocket. They are there. They too notice that hey, there's a whole bunch of pink Pokemon here, and we should capture it for Giovanni because Giovanni would like pink Pokemon. I don't think Giovanni would like pink Pokemon though. Yeah, but the but the people going to Pinky Land would. Oh, the Pinky Land. Yeah, that's actually a really cool idea. Nothing but pink Pokemon. That's nothing what people want to see. A bunch of flamingos walking around. I, for one, would love to see a Team Rocket Broadway production. Did they give it a title? I couldn't remember they gave the Broadway show a title. Anyway. I do not recall. Weren't there lyrics for their song like, 
Pinky, pinky, pinky land or something. They had a whole musical number that they fantasized about. It was great. They are definitely in the wrong business. Every time they do something other than capture Pokemon, it's it's successful and it's actually a good idea. I wish they would just fulfill their dream of being like Broadway musical stars because that's their calling. And they were wearing their best outfits too. James in like the ridiculous red dress with the curls, the blonde curls. Yes. And Jesse as a soldier. Yes. <laughs> or Team Rocket also gets sucked down the whirlpool. And then they kind of disappear for a little bit. So we'll come back to them. But in the meantime, the Rhyhorn is actually saved and pulled up thanks to Jenny's brilliant plan. Shockingly enough, when it gets up there, it's not pissed at Jenny like it was at Ash because she actually hugs it and talks about how Rhyhorn are just shy. But you just got to get to let them trust you and then they're really sweet. Well, I mean, that makes perfect sense. I mean, this is a dumb question. Like, some, sometimes I'm really disappointed in, like, the depths of Ash's, like, stupidity. Like, how could you be so naive he's like how come you didn't get attacked and gored by the rye horn officer jenny and she's like well ash let me tell you it's used to me and therefore it doesn't attack me because it doesn't think i'm a stranger you can't just run up on a, a wild animal okay this is like ash's weakness like the complex situations he's brilliant for but the little simple stuff you think would be like everyday stuff he just sucks at it all the time that's just that's oh, ash, ash for you speaking of ash his pikachu is now pink Oh my god. And then we learn that this is actually from the island has berries that turn all the Pokemon pink. Pinkachu. For them to stay pink, they have to just keep consuming it. Do we get the name of the berry or... Pinkenberries. Pinkenberry. Is that right? I don't know. Frankenberry. I don't know if it was named after the island. Is it Pinkenberries? Which came first, the berry or the island? The... Probably the berry. I think the island grew around the first berry. (laughs) That's how we got it. That's what I'm thinking. That's what Ginny says anyway. She says it's the only place in the entire world that these berries grow. How can that be? The Orange Islands are a weird fucking place. Maybe it's supposed to be like a Galapagos kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I can see that. My first thought when I saw this scene is like, what if a human ate it? I was thinking that too. You were thinking that too? Like, what if we just went up there and just started eating a whole bunch of berries? Would we turn pink or would we turn a different color? My skin's already pasty pink. Actually, maybe pink could give it some color. Okay, I'm suddenly reminded of... The people in real life that turn, turn orange. Blue? Oh, blue. What? The blue people. Um, were you thinking of Willy Wonka in the Chocolate the Factory? The true story of the blue people of Kentucky. Okay. Were they like poisoned? The Fugates, a family that lived in the hills of Kentucky, commonly known as the Blue Fugates or the Blue People of Kentucky, are notable for having been carriers of a genetic trait that led to the blood disorder methemoglobinemia which causes the appearance of blue-tinged skin. Hmm. I don't know why I was suddenly reminded of that. That was the basis for Pinkin' Island. What is that? That'd be racist for Pinkin' Island? No, that was the basis oh, base. of Pinkin' <laughs> Island. You were saying that if the blue people showed up. The pink Pinkin' people. Island is racist. It's canceled. <laughs> I thought you were saying the blue people showed up, the pink people wouldn't like them. Oh, my gosh. Oh Y'all, we cannot do after-work recordings <laughs> anymore. These are way better. This episode's... Not good, and we got to talk about blue people and pink people fighting. And I actually like this episode. You do? <laughs> you might be the only one of us. Maybe I just have bad taste. I don't know. You have fond memories of it. That's why. That's probably why. Nostalgia. All right. Let's go back here to the episode where Team Rocket is now washed up on the shore, and they start seeing all these pink Pokemon, including a Jigglypuff. But, you know, Jigglypuff <laughs> for obvious reasons. That Don't say it there, because that may be my quote later. 
this is where we get the theme park visual visualization where Jesse and James sort of go through and they say, hey, if we get all these Pokemon, we can start our own pink little um, park or whatever where we have all the pink Pokemon in the world. Yay, because that's what people really, really want to see. Yep. Because people really want to see that, they send out all their Pokemon, including a Victory Bell, Lickitung, and with these Pokemon come, what was it, the Nidoking comes out next? Mm-hmm. Basically, Victory Bell and Lickitung start causing a ruckus, and this happens to cause a Nidoking to run. Hold on, can we can we back up? Because they, they go to the police station first and call Professor Oak. I thought that was after this. It was after this. Oh, was there another Nidoking part? I'm sorry, I might be... It got, they cut away from Nidoking. Yeah, it cuts, back. This is a bunch uh, okay. of cutting back and cutting back and forth between Team Rocket and the Twerps. That's basically what's going on this whole Maybe episode. Maybe I zoned out during this part. You probably did. I don't blame you if you did. Anyway, the Nidoking appears because it feels threatened by Team Rocket's presence there. And then next, we get our Twerps, and they call Oak about the island and tell him all about it. But unfortunately, Oak already knows all about it. I had some good quotes from this part. You Do, do you want to share any? Yeah, I'll go ahead and share some quotes. Jenny says, Visitors are strictly forbidden to Pink and Island. And two lines later, Missy says, Ash, maybe we should give Professor Oak a call and tell him all about the Pink Pokemon Island. So they call <laughs> Professor Oak, and he says, Pink and Island, eh? Has Officer Jenny arrested you yet? I love how that's his first question, is if they've been arrested. So then Muck attacks Professor Oak, and Tracy says, The professor sure has a lot of muck on his hands. Oak tells us that a bunch of poachers, we can't know about Pink and Island, which is why I got angry at the beginning, because Tracy knows about Pink and Island. But if the world found out about Pink and Island, all the poachers would come and put the Raticates and, and Dodrios in cages and parade them around like the Ringling Brothers Circus for people's amusement, and it would be terrible. That's why we can't ever tell anyone. Even though Oak just spilled all the beans, and then Ash is notorious for telling people everything that happens to him. Not really. Actually, I can I challenge you on that because Ash forgets everything that happens to him and he has amnesia, so Yeah, Ash doesn't remember the crystal onyx. That's already gone from his brain. <laughs> you don't think Ash off camera's going around telling people everything about the pink islands or whatever, pink Pokemon? I mean Misty clearly wants to, but I don't think Ash cares. Okay, well, Misty be the one that spills the beans, and that's why the rise in tourism happens. Right. I mean, she's the one that says, oh, you should call and tell Professor Oak all about it. The twerps hang, hung up on Oak because an alarm is ringing that poachers are there, and this causes Ginny to react. And, of course, when Ginny has a problem and has to go solve it, the twerps follow suit. They beg her to go with her. Like, they're like, Jenny, please, let us help you. And she's like, mm, let me think about it. Mm, okay. Yeah, what was her logic again? She said something. She was like, well, you saved the Rhyhorn <laughs> or something. Which, it's their fucking fault that the Rhyhorn was ever in danger in the first place. But she's right. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, she was like, oh, okay, I'll let you help me because you saved the Pokemon. And I'm like, it's their fault. Yeah, it's their fault. And it's also a good reward to have someone help with a dangerous situation. That makes them feel complete. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we arrive to the distress call, and we see that Team Rocket is now battling the Nitto King. That is destroying them a little bit, because Arbok comes out and tries to fight him. Who else do we see? Lickitung makes an appearance, Austin's favorite Pokemon. But anyway, Pikachu shows up and electrocutes all of Team Rocket's Pokemon. Team Rocket kind of, like, blasts off, and they're kind of gone at this point. But the Nitto King is still a factor, and it starts chasing after Ash, Tracy, Ginny, and Misty. And during this chase, the Nidoking's going crazy coming after them. Misty throws out, like, Psyduck, and Psyduck just runs away. 
Tracy pulls out a marrow, his marrow, goes away, gets scared. Next thing we know, Ginny, they're caught in a corner. Nidoking fires a hy- hyper beam. But here comes again Togepi to save the day, uses <gasps> metronome to save them from the hyper beam. Once again, Togepi in the clutch. Which I guess Togepi is the main character for this episode, even though it's two moments. Only gets two moments, but the two ones are very huge. Saves their life. Yeah, twice. What does it do? It give, it puts up like a barrier or something? It puts some kind of shield up. It kind of just absorbs the hyperbeam. I assume it was protect, but I don't know if that existed yet. That's what I was thinking too, but it was like, I don't know. The vis- It had a visual there with it, like a little shield thing. I completely... Sorry, Jacob. I just completely glossed over this part because I I literally went from like the Professor Oak part to like the end and like the in-between part. I don't even remember what happened. It was weird pacing. It was very weird pacing. I didn't like the back and forth between Team Rocket. It should have been more coherent. Anyway, the next part is pretty exciting and very weird because Jenny is an expert using this Jeep and also at lassoing. She lassoes a rope around the Nitto King and then puts the Jeep, I guess, pedal to the metal and wraps the Nitto King up in the rope, you know, submitting it, I guess, <laughs> no, making it tap. It quits. It's done. <laughs> it's over. And I don't know. Have you guys ever seen that tactic used for Pokemon before? Have I ever seen Officer Jenny be in a Jeep, use her really long rope to tie up a Nitto King and then drive around it about 300 times? Yeah, I saw it in this episode. Oh, okay. Cool deal. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's just another everyday occurrence for this officer, Jenny. You think she does that for fun? You think she just goes out and ties a Pokemon and that's her entertainment for the day? You gotta get your kicks somehow. Raise your hand if you've been tied up for fun. I can't say I have because I'm extremely claustrophobic. Rope does that to people? If you're claustrophobic, you can't be tied up? I don't like to be restrained in any way. Cool deal. So you wouldn't like being this Nidoking King because the Nidoking King's tied up and it's done for. And with it being done for, the heroes, or our twerps slash heroes, save the day. And then Ginny kind of just tells them that they need to get off the island. And she gives them a boat, and they fly off the island. And that's, um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of it. They just get off the island. Grasping the straws here. Sorry, it was, they get in a boat and fly away. I'm sorry. Was, they do something. Jacob, something I'm sorry. It was very end of Greece. They get in the car and fly away into space or whatever. Because yep. <laughs> that's how boats work on the Orange. Remember, the Orange Islands is weird. We don't know. There is a flying boat in the movie. There you go. That's This turns out to be this boat, too. So I'm sorry, Jacob. I know that we were sort of le- leading, like letting you just flounder around there for a second at the end. <laughs> well, it's be- we've been interrupting Jacob this entire fucking I know, episode. I'm we're so annoying. I'm so sorry, no, Jacob. No, there was... There was just nothing there for this episode compared to the one we had before this. There's a lot more going on. There's characters. There's like a dead parents, old man next door, a grandpa who has an apprentice and the apprentice is trying to fulfill his promise. This is just there's pink Pokemon. No one knows about it. Team Rocket tries to catch them. They don't catch them. Jenny Jenny and the Twerps stop Team Rocket. The only factor here that's any different than any other Team Rocket Jenny episode is there's pink Pokemon. That sums it up. That's about right. I I just felt bad, like Austin said. I felt bad because I was like, we were jumping in and like talking over you this whole time. So I was like, let Jacob have his fifteen minutes in the in the sun and just go for it without us talking over you. So MVP LVP. Oh, and well, actually, oh, we forgot we forgot one thing at the end. Tracy did make a rock <laughs> sketch of Jenny that he uh. at the end. So it was very, like you said, Rose 
laying, draw me like one of your French girls, and like it was a very erotic picture of. Yeah, but but Jack Dawson likes women like naked and like placid and like sprawled out for male pleasure and gaze. Tracy likes for them to be like what Jacob said the other episode, which is like like Wonder Woman. Like this was Jenny with the lasso of truth over her. He head. likes empowered women. That's yeah, he like does. His, that's his turn on. That's what he likes. Yeah, he she he drew her in an action pose with like a lasso and like action lines coming off of her and like all kinds of shit. That raises the question: Is Tracy drawing these women in Pokemon realistically? Or in an anime art style. Oh. Ooh, like some kind of, what is it, hentai thing going on here for Tracy? Yes, he's drawing hentai. <laughs> no, but that's that's interesting because he drew her exactly as she looks to us. But is that how they look in their own world? Or I want to see Tracy's room. I wonder if it's like just taking pictures <laughs> all over the wall of people he's seen. And he's just like treating them as real people. Like, oh, hey, Jenny. Did anyone do the quote that, did anyone do Tracy's, what he says as a quote? No, I don't think it Not, is. We haven't done quotes. I know, but no, I'm just saying, because I want to say what he said, but I don't want to take... Y- yeah, I actually did, but you can have it. Well, you said, like, 15 quotes or something. I do have, like, a lot of quotes. Well, like, okay, I just want to point out, like, Ash grabs... Okay, Ash is very rude in this episode. He, like, grabs Tracy's notebook out of his hand and, like, flips to the page that he was on. <laughs> and he's like... No, I'm on Ash's side on this. That like... was good. That was good. <laughs> He's like, ooh, and then we we see the camera, like, what he's drawing, which is the Jenny, Wonder Woman, whatever, and Tracy's like, well, uh-huh, uh-huh, I can't watch, just watch Pokemon all the time. Uh-huh. I like this Ash. He's aware that sex- that Tracy's a pervert, and I like it. He's keeping his eye on him. He's only keeping around for the knowledge aspect, but Ash is trying to keep him in line. Yeah, without Tracy, where would we be? They're both using each other, though. Don't forget that. That's true, that's true. Ash is using Tracy, so it's like a symbiotic, is that the right word, relationship. Mm-hmm. Misty's just along for the ride. Yeah, she's yeah. a parasite. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is my Misty defending moment, which I was going to say. <laughs> I felt bad. This is bullshit. Like, Misty's sitting there saying, guys, okay, what what happened? Like, something happened. Something wacky just happened. Like, I- I'm sure, I'm pretty sure Togepi used a move. And they're, like, gaslighting her. And they're like, no, Misty, you're fucking crazy. Out of your gourd. You're, you're, that's not right. No, no. Yeah, clearly we just teleported ten feet away from where we were magically. It wasn't Togepi. I'm upset with them in this episode. Like, I really, there's no explanation other than Togepi. And somehow, and they both looked her in the face and they're like, you're a lunatic. It's absolutely not Togepi. I had to stick up for Misty. I have to. She was wronged. Alright, Misty Defender. That's the new segment. That's right. Every time Misty gets called out, Alex just throws her two cent in there to defend her. That's right. Female solidarity and all that. Perfect. I'm still right, salty that... about... I'm sorry, Jacob. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm still salty about Austin insulting her suspenders. That's all. No, fuck her suspenders. <laughs> I will defend Missy's character, but not her suspenders and not her side pony. That was awful. Okay. That was episode what, like... Four of the podcasts that this has been going on. This is a long-running okay. bit. Okay. The suspenders would be better if she had a full-length shirt, but she doesn't. You can have either the belly shirt or the suspenders. You can't have both. You can but have, have both. have to have the suspenders, though, because the wind would blow up the shirt if the suspenders weren't there. Absolutely. Fair enough. <laughs> Get rid of both of them. She needs to wear, like, a fucking sweater or some shit. A, a suit. It's better than her bikini, which we also talked about, because she can't just walk around in a swimsuit. No, she cannot. 
Okay, Jacob, I... That's the last thing I will say. You can go forward with the, the next <laughs> part. <laughs> we can move on now, maybe, to the MVP and LVP in the quote. I just have to say that Tracy okay, and his headband... <laughs> It keeps the sweat out of his eyes. That's why he wears it, so he can draw better. And it keeps the sweat from dripping on his paper, getting his uh, graphite all wet. When he gets all hot and bothered over his There's throat. the fending of the, the headband. <laughs> articles of clothing we're going to discuss here. Tracy's shoes shoe. are fucking yeah, awful. Yep. Yep. They don't have shoe gloves don't have fingers. Oh, and they're leather God. gloves, too. You wouldn't want leather gloves in the islands. That's awful. They are not leather gloves, they are, are they? Leather gloves, yeah. Green leather gloves. They're green leather gloves. They're, his mom made them for him out of some old costume she had from back from her modeling days. <laughs> from her mom, exactly. The Madonna gloves. Oh my God, Jacob! I'm so sorry. You take guys. Tell me to rush. You got stuff to do, and I try to move us along, and then shit gets held up. All right. So to- what do we think of Officer Jenny having a light blue uniform? <laughs> It's sun bleached because the sun's always shining on the orange islands. There we go. There you go. Perfect. You know, it's really weird as I did the randomizer and only my name came up. Alex and I have been banned from the rest of the (laughs) place. Yep. Alex, you're first, followed by me, and then Austin. That's funny because I didn't write anything. Okay, so I'm going to have to figure out something on the fly. MVP, I'm going to give it to Tracy because he booted Ash in the face and I liked it. And I'm just, I'm going to forgive this one time him drawing his sexy drawings. God, LVP. I'm going to give it to Nitto King because it sounded like a mountain lion and it was really off-putting to me. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. different. I don't know why they use like big cat noises for the Nitto King. Is it a cat? I don't know. It kind of sort of cat-like. It's whatever they had in the public domain sound archive. Yeah, it's the free, you typed in Google search and whatever free popped up. There you go. Yeah. What's your quote there, Alex? Oh, I forgot. Whoops. I think the part... Okay, I hope this isn't anyone's because I think, Austin, you mentioned this earlier. The part where he runs up on Rhyhorn at the very beginning thinking he could just be, like, best friends with it. And he's like, hey there, Rhyhorn. It's only me. Like, this Rhyhorn has any fucking idea who this kid is. He's never seen him before in his life. Everyone knows Ash, though. Everyone knows him. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you know what? You're right, Jacob. He's the chosen one. How dare this Rhyhorn didn't know who he was. Okay, I guess I'm free to move on now. Um, I'm <laughs> Did you give me, like, a five-second buffer to yep. say something? Yep, yep exactly. Yep. I'm trying to practice. Damn you, Jacob. <laughs> All right, my MVP is going to go to Togepi for saving our twerps. Not once, but twice. And I'm going to give my LVP to Ash for exactly what Alex was just talking about. Uh, (laughs) Kind of just running up on that Rhyhorn and expecting everything to be all right. That's just Ash's ego for you. And then my quote is going to come from James. And this is when they first see Jigglypuff after they crash land on the beach. They go, oh, look, a pink Jigglypuff. And then James goes, aren't Jigglypuff always pink? I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty funny. Good little joke with Team Rocket there. I also have a Team Rocket joke, uh, Team Rocket quote. I'm actually going to go through a bunch of my quotes. Jesse says, it's a pink Rhyhorn. And James asks, is it a shocking pink or more of a pale pastel pink? <laughs> Jenny says, usually that Rhyhorn's very shy. Ash says, the Navy, it's a shy horn. Yeah. And then Misty pans in and says, bad. I thought it was funny. Meow says, the whirlpool threw us up on the island. 
James says, please meowth, don't mention throwing up. And I thought it was cute when Jesse said to Licky Tongue, Lick, don't let them get away. Oh, was that what she meant? Like, was that like a little shortened nickname? I assume so. Like when Ash was like, come on, peek. Peek. Okay, that's (laughs) all my quotes. My MVP, I don't have one. Officer Jenny. Okay, no. My LVP will be Meryl, because Meryl didn't even try to fight that Nido King. Fucking Meryl. Ben and Nat would have put up a fight. My MVP will be Ash, because he was being a little shit this episode. Oh, and my like MVP that. was Ash. No, he's my MVP. Oh, MVP. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> because for the same reason, because he's being a little shit this episode. Wait, mm. I did LVP Ash, didn't I? Wait, did you? Yes. Or did... No. What did I do? No, Nido King. You're right. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, okay yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> These after work episodes are something else, aren't they? Warning, after work episode. <laughs> hey, we should put that in the title or description. Anyway, does that wrap up this episode? Are there any more thoughts? Mm. Austin's searching. He's pulling out a notepad. No. I'm just pulling out my phone. He's showing us a picture of Officer Jenny. <gasps> Ooh. And she's naked with a lasso. Oh my god. Actually, we could probably find that pretty easy. Don't search that. You'll be on a list. He already is on a list. Come on. God knows I am. All right, I'm done. (laughs) We're out. Goodbye. Wait a minute. What episodes are we doing next week? Yes. Okay, we're not doing episodes next week. Oh, we're not? If all goes according to plan, we're going to do a tabletop RPG podcast instead. That's right. Yay. What is the RPG? Did you two forget that? I did forget that. You better not because you're the dungeon master, Alex. Oh, right. The RPG, uh, Jacob, is... Pokemon Junior Adventure Game. Oh, Lord. I cannot wait to see what this is about. It's You thought this was a clusterfuck of an episode. Get ready for the next one. We have absolutely no plan whatsoever. So whatever happens is just going to be on the fly. Which all these episodes are, by the way. We don't, like, have a script. Which I'm sure this is obvious. No. But no. No. <laughs> all right. So I guess you got that look forward to next week. I've never played this game before. So that's going to be interesting. You two have, though. I assume. I have played it like 25 years ago. She showed it to me one time and I was like, that's weird. I don't have any memory of this, so it's like it's brand new to me also. You can all look forward to another crazy wild episode where we kind of make it up on the fly again next week. Uh, And are we also looking forward to My Immortal? Next week or right now? Right now. Right fucking now. I don't know. Jacob, you decide. We... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's late. <laughs> if it was on a weekend, if you guys want to do a chapter, we can do a chapter real quick. Okay, real quick, real quick, afterwards. I want to get it done with. After I think Alex has convinced me. Let's get it out of the way. Okay, we'll do a chapter after this. Okay, one chapter of My Mortal after this if you want to. But if you don't, we just like to say thank you all for listening and be sure to leave us a five-star review. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. Again, our handle is outofdryingpan. And join us next time as the journey continues. Alex, does you and I rock, paper, scissors? Because Jacob doesn't want anything to do with this. <laughs> That's so true. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. You waited until I had okay. already put mine out. You won, do- though. Austin, you won, though. Jacob, just do the damn randomizer. Okay. You waited until I was showing paper to put out rock. No, it, there's a lag.
Okay, yeah, sure. There's a new podcast idea for you. Rock, paper, scissors over Discord. Skype. Jacob, you said the same damn thing last episode. Yep. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep saying it until we do it. That's how All I right. Okay, okay. What's the, what's the verdict? Austin, go for it. Chapter 30. See, you ended up getting picked anyway. Ian, stop flamming the story, okay? You do not know what's even going to happen, okay? So fool you. If you flam, you will are a prep, so I'll flam us, can kiss my ass. So's for, so's for saying Alzheimer's is dangerous. But that's the mystery's opinion, because society basically sucks. What? Thanks to Raven, you rock, bitch. I don't know what that means at all. She says, sorry that I said that Alzheimer's was dangerous, but that's just the way society is. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Uh, do you love how I can translate this so yes. effortlessly? Yes, what would we do without All you? right. It's, you're like the Tracy of our group. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. I'm leaving. I quit. I'm done. You added this episode yourself. No! <laughs> no! We scream sadly. Snap started loafing meanly. He took out a camera anvily. Then he came towards Darko. He took some stones out of his pocket. He put the stones around Draco and knit a candle. What the fuck are you doing? I shooted angrily. Snoop laughed meanly. He pulled down his pants. I gasped. There was a dork mark on his you-know-what. A what mark? A dark, a dork mark. A dork mark. Okay. He waved his wand, and a knife came. What? He gave the knife to me. Okay. He waved, what is wand? What are they talking about? Are they talking about like an actual like wooden stick or something That's else? That's up to viewer or yeah, reader interpretation. Okay. I'm okay. I'm struggling to understand why the dark mark thing is. It's on his penis. Why is it relevant? Because of his next line, which I'm going to censor. Oh, okay. You must stab Vrompire, he said to me. No, you fucking bastard, I yielded. See, he works for Voldemort. But right. then Draco looked at me sadly with his evil gothic red eyes that look so depressing and sexy. He looked exactly like a pentagram. LOL, get it, because I'm a Satanist. Between Kurt Cobain and Gerard. <laughs> Jesus. But then I looked at Vampire, and he looked so smexy too, with his gothic black hair. I thought of the time that when we screwed, and the time I did it with Draco, and Dumbledore came, and the tame, where Draco almost committed suicide, and Vampire was so sportive. Snipe laughed angrily. He started to pray to Volksamort. He started to do an incapacitation dance, in around the Stokes, whipping Draco and Vampire. Suddenly, an idea I had. I closed my eye. <laughs> Well, okay, so what are you not getting? No, Snipe so is doing an incapacitation <laughs> dancing around the stove, right. and he's whipping Draco and Vampire. Right, and also... While, I think he also prayed to Volksmort. Yeah. Yes. He started to pray for Volksmort, and then suddenly an idea I had. Yes. <laughs> What's unclear about that? There's no, Nothing is unclear. I was laughing at her Master Yoda bullshit sentence structure. Oh, well, Darth Vader already made an appearance. Darth Baylor, excuse you, Darth Baylor. Jacob is so fucking done. I closed <laughs> my eyes and using my vampire powers, I sent a telepathic message to Draco and Vampire so they would destruct Snape. Dumbledore will get you, Draco shooted. Yeah, maybe wait until the mystery find out, Vampire yelled. Meanwhile, I took out my wand. You ridiculous Donderhead, Snoop yielded. He took off all of Draco's clothes. Crucio, I shifted, pointed my wound. Snoop screamed and started to running around the room screaming. 
Meanwhile, I grabbed my black mobile and sent a text Sirius. Mobile. I stopped doing Crucio. You dunderhead, I'm going to kill, shooted Snape. But suddenly Severus came. What? Wait, I'm sorry, what? Suddenly Severus came. Okay. I think Severus is serious. Oh, okay. Snake put the whip behind his back. Oh, hello, Sev. I was just teaching them something, he lied. But suddenly Lucian and Professor Trevelry came into the room, and they and Sirius unlocked the chains and put them around Snap. Then Professor Trevelry said, come on, Ebony, let's go. I'm sorry, I had to just laugh at the fact that you were you were British for a second. You said mobile phone and not mobile phone. Well, this is set in England. Right, I forgot. Actually, I guess it's is it set in Scotland. I have no idea. Thank you, Jacob. Jacob, thank you for being a good sport. No, I had a I had lo fi music on in the background. <laughs> on YouTube. Bye. Jacob is completely checked out of this. <laughs> Bye. Join us next time.